Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a special episode for you guys with the one and only Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. She's got a new book out called Checking In, and it's all about mental health and her experiences with depression. Super fascinating. And you guys know I love any chance I get on this show to talk about mental health, specifically the intersection with pop culture. And that's why I found this conversation with Michelle so fascinating, because we got into some of the Destiny's Child stuff. But then we also got to talk about uh, depression, anxiety, and I've shared on this show my experiences. I had one very severe bout of depression, but depression and anxiety is something that I've had to live with for years and years and years now. And I know I've probably exhausted you guys telling that story about one specific month in my life where I was especially depressed. And uh, it's really interesting because even if you get a handle on it, I do think it's something you have to be cognizant of. And everybody's experiences are different. I would like to encourage everyone to talk to professional if you can. And I just do want to remind everyone that, uh, again, everyone's experiences are different. So Michelle and I talked a little bit about our experiences. Uh, I also want to just give a little trigger warning that we get into some of these hot topics in terms of uh, mental health. And in my experience, you do learn the tools to cohabitate with the anxiety and depression, but you always have to be aware of your surroundings and your emotions and feelings. And recently, even uh, just a few weeks ago, I had a moment where I was laying in bed at night, laying, lying, laying in bed at night, and I started to feel my head sort of go back to that place where I mentioned it was for that one month of time where I couldn't get out of bed, I was having hallucinations, it was a really tough time for me, and I noticed my head getting back there, just very briefly, and it didn't last very long, and I'm all good, don't cry for me, Argentina, I'm good good now, but... Uh, it's something that I'm so acutely aware of now, and I need to, uh, I know I need to get into my toolbox and do all those things that I do, whether it be talking to my therapist or journaling, meditating, all of those things I need to keep up on, eating healthy, exercising. It's like I got to hop into that toolbox, do my Headspace meditation app, and uh, take charge of that feeling in my head because I know how quickly it can spiral. And oftentimes, you just can't control it. It's not something that... Uh, anyone I think ever has full control over. But I just wanted to share that it's something that pops up from time to time with me. And uh, I'm very happy and fortunate that I've learned some of the tools to combat that. Uh, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't pop its or rear its ugly head every once in a while. Do you know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying. Ladies, am I right? Anyway, <laughs> I want to share my uh, conversation with Michelle Williams. I hope you'll check out her book, Checking In, and I hope you guys enjoy. We'll be back later this week with recaps of the Real Housewives shows. I also want to tell everyone that I interviewed Garcelle uh, from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last week. If you haven't heard that interview, I hope you'll check it out. It was a really wonderful conversation with Garcelle. We have merch available at everythingiconic.store. Uh, so with all of that said, uh, please enjoy my chat with Michelle Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm here with the one and only Michelle Williams. Michelle, I'm a little bit nervous to talk to you. I, I'm excited, nervous. Why? I've been a fan for, of yours forever. I mean, I'm just, uh, oh. I feel like I grew up with you. And then I read your book, oh. Checking In, and I just loved it so much. And I don't know. I just love you. So how are you doing today? I am doing well. I am in, today I am in rainy Washington, D.C. Well, all right. I miss the rain. I'm in L.A. and it's. I feel like we never get rain here. And I. Oh, you never get I rain. Know, I know. Uh, Michelle, I want to talk about checking in. You open up a lot about your mental health. And I always love talking about mental health stuff on this show. I find it fascinating. I've had my own struggles with anxiety and depression. Uh, but I wonder uh, if you could tell me a little bit about opening up about that stuff, because it's not for everyone. A lot of people have a hard time sharing their own stories. It's mm, a good question. I, I And I literally was looking over some things for a presentation. And um, the first time I was, I was publicly speaking about it was in 2013. And that was kind of by accident. I was doing an article, an interview um, with a journalist. And it was, I thought it was supposed to be in print. And somehow people picked up on the story when I was like, hey, I've had my issues with depression as well. That was way back in 2013. And I think I ended up doing the Today Show or something, I think on like in January of 2013, kind of on a bigger platform discussing it. And the reason why I started to discuss it was because after that interview on that platform, it was men. It was two men who pulled me to the side and thanked me for being honest about um, depression and how it inspired them. I mean, these guys had tears in their eyes because men really don't really discuss. The majority do not discuss depression or mental health, period. Okay. And so I said, you know what? If given the opportunity, I will discuss this any chance I get not knowing it was going to turn into eight long years of discussing mental health. It's so helpful to hear your story and so many people can relate. I wonder, I had a specific instance, uh, my depression lasted for uh, about a month, the severity, uh, uh, my very severe depression lasted about a month. But I remember sort of a one particular day that I've talked about on the show where it was kind of my low point. And I wonder, did you have like one specific instance that was a low point? Was it something that was over time? What can you share with our, our listeners about your experience? Um, so the symptoms of depression began to start with me back in the seventh grade. So whatever age that is, I would say periods of time through college and then through the, my earlier stint in Destiny's Child. And then I would say again in about... 2012-ish was when it was like really, really severe. The, the couldn't get out of bed, just feeling like, now I love weighted blankets, but it just felt like my soul had a weighted blanket on in my heart. Just everything was weighted. And then again, um, I would say in 2018, but in 2018, I really got a hold of it and said, you know what? No more to the point where you are having the thoughts of suicide to where you can't get out of bed. It's like I had to grab it by its throat. Like, no more. You're not going to have any control over me anymore. Right. I always feel like talking about it, you get a little more control every time you 
for me, at least every time I tell a little story about it or my experience, I feel like I grab it a little bit harder and I I have more control. Mm, Yeah. Uh, You mentioned Destiny's Child. And I think nowadays we're looking back, particularly on the early aughts and how we treated performers, both the media and, and consumers. And I think we're learning a lot. Specifically, there was a documentary about Britney Spears, where I think a lot of people look back on uh, the way she was treated. I wonder if you have any, if you're able to look back on the the pop music industry and have any reflections on the way that you and and all of these other pop stars were treated at that time, and did it have any effect on your mental health, or or do you feel like it was a, a separate scenario? Does that make sense? For me, it was a separate scenario. Like I said, m- my depression started way before um, being on a pop music scene, and um, Thank God we came up in an era before social media. The only things I think we had to deal with was when doing in-person interviews or sometimes the interviewer would try to say sly things and, you know, be disrespectful, you know, but then the publicist would step in and kind of tell them off. I love our publicist. She's amazing. And our manager, you know, Destiny Shell's manager, Matthew knows, Tina knows. I mean, we were kind of sheltered where we had other people to do the dirty work. Like you will not be disrespectful. You will not talk crazy to these girls. Well, there were maybe a few blatant things, but I would say to the level of like other actors or musicians who got it, like, I mean, slammed, slammed to where you almost people that were even talented who made a mistake. It's like people wanted to focus on the mistake they made instead of giving grace, as if it was on your your own child. You know, faith is such a large part of your book. And I wonder, how has faith helped you get through your mental health stuff? And also, has there been a point uh, where you might have lost faith and had to regain it? You know, faith has been my foundation. I think, ooh, if it had not been for my faith, that was the thing I the last thing to that I had to hold on to, you know, if I didn't have faith, we wouldn't be having this discussion today. I'd be gone. I know that for a fact. I can't say that I lost my faith, but I felt like going through depression and other things. I felt like I had to hide. I had to like, God can't possibly love me. God can't, he doesn't see me like, so it was me kind of hiding from it, but it was always there. You know? I'm always fascinated by that. My grandma was a very faith-based person and I was raised Catholic, but I've sort of, uh, I no longer consider myself very religious, but I, I almost, I almost mm-hmm. envy that in people like my grandmother, how she was, because I saw how much that got her through things. And And by the way, you don't have to ascribe to a particular religion. So you have people who are born, who are raised Catholic. I was raised Pentecostal. There are people who are raised Baptist. Those are various forms of religions. Okay. But you can ascribe to how you decide to have a connection with God. And it doesn't have to be in the four walls Mm. of a church. I just want to tell you that, like, you can have a relationship with God in your home. And guess what? All of us who went to church, we were forced 
to figure out what our connection to God would be because we couldn't mm-hmm. go to church for a whole year mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of really tested as well on your faith and what you really believe. Because if your faith is determined on just Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, you treat people like crap. Mm-hmm. Then your religion is performance based just to look good on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yes. Instead, instead, God looks at the individual and he does not, he, he, um, some people might say she does not care, (laughs) does not care necessarily about your performance on Sunday. God does care about us being in fellowship and maybe every now and then with other people who share the same faith. But I want to encourage you, Danny, like, don't be like, I don't ascribe to a religion, but I want you to ascribe to relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it. I, I, you know, I don't even know exactly where I stand these days. Like I said, I was, I, I, Mm -hmm. I, I I I do believe in a higher power and I do believe in subscribing to, you know, loving thy neighbor and these, uh, these basic principles. So Those basic principles are in so many cultures and faiths. I'm closest to God too, Michelle, when I'm listening to uh, Say Yes by you. Um, yes! <laughs> that song gets stuck in my head. And I swear that's when I'm most religious uh, in my home is because I, I will <gasps> listen to that over and over again. It's so good. But I want you to get that word out your head. Right. right. Religious. I know. Because that could be a wall. That could be a block just from having relationship and being spiritual. Religious is performance-based. I think when I came out, I think I sort of just, I, it made me sort of question everything. And and I never quite got back on a track that made sense to me. Yeah, I understand. I, and I didn't mean to go out with you, but I was like, I just, I want, I want you to, um, and others listening to like focus on the relationship, like how we focus on relationship with others, <laughs> you know, with our family and friends. I just want you to focus on that because you're not in relationship with other people that make you feel like you're performing, right? Right. So don't let your spirituality make you feel like you have to perform. Well, if I do this, I'll get love. If I do this, I'll get blessed. If I do this, it's not like And that I think at all. that's where the, disco- the disconnect you. comes for me with that because I, w- I was raised going to Catholic grade school. So it was so performative. It was like... We have to do this on this day and the we have to do the blessed sacrament this week and this and this and whatever. And yeah, it was just forced at an early age. And I feel like I never. And I want to know what happened during the pandemic with people that did, did all that. Yeah, they just stopped going. And I wonder if they ever took a moment to to really check check in. Yeah, in your home. Yeah, check, check in. in. Were you able to do, were you able to just check in with God in the shower? I, while you're curling your hair. Again, though, I Destiny's like, Child is a higher power to me, Michelle. So I do. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, though, I got to ask you, in the book, you talk about um, Destiny's, in terms of Destiny's Child, Beyonce and Kelly never knowing about your depression. And I wonder, why do you think that we hide those feelings to people that are closest to us? I mean, I know my answer to that, but I'm curious what you think. I didn't have time. It was like, girl, we on a moving train. We ain't got time to be talking about at that time. You know, I didn't even have time for like artist development, media coaching. I literally was learning as I go, God, as I was going. And the group was already so successful. I imagine what a mind fuck that must have been. Like the group was already killing it and, you know, on its way. 
And I just felt like as long as it was a whirlwind, as long as I was constantly busy, I didn't have time to even realize I was really depressed. There are times we're in two and three countries in one day, thanks to a private jet. Can you imagine up, down, up, down? Okay, train here. You're in a train on Europe, in Europe. You got to take the train here to get to Paris. You got to hair makeup, interviews from sunup to sundown. You know, so I can't remember. There was the time where I walked into an office in Sony and disclosed that I had, I was like, hey, I think I'm, you know, depressed. And they were like, well, well, you you can't possibly be depressed. I mean, look at all the good things going. You know, y'all got some good things going. And so I was like, well, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm homesick. And I was tired right. and homesick mm-hmm. too. But I just don't ever feel like I was a, I really didn't start working intentionally on um, my depression really until I got the diagnosis in my 30s. But as far as like really like taking time off to do the work really wasn't until 2018 when I was forced to. Let's take a quick break here and then we'll come back with more from Michelle Williams. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. You know, you mentioned social media earlier and how it would have been a 
a bad thing if it was around during Destiny's Child. What's your relationship with social media like now? And also, before you even answer, I have to tell you that my mother and I got in a huge fight, one of our biggest fights, because I posted a meme on Easter Sunday, but it was you at the Super Bowl coming up from uh, the ground, you know, when that gif or gif of you coming up. Yeah, and I said, yeah, it's yeah. a Jesus on Easter. And my mom thought that was blasphemous. <laughs> oh, it was kind of like him rising, right? Was it kind of like that thing? Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but my mom was like, she she didn't, she doesn't really understand was- like meme culture or... Didn't like, she didn't like it at all. Like it but we got mm-hmm. over it. We got through it. I'm sorry. Um, what's your relationship with like, with social media like these days, though? You know what? Relationship with social media is a great thing about social media. You can curate who you follow. You can now even curate, you know, what comes across your feed. Um, you can filter certain words and so that you don't ever see it. To me, that's a beautiful thing about social media. The other beautiful thing about social media is that I get to engage people who come to my page that leave thoughtful comments or even have a a question and they appreciate the engagement when I respond back. Um, I appreciate when somebody was like, oh my gosh, Michelle, I'm reading chapter nine, honey, and you are all up in my business. I love that. That's the part I do love. Right about social media, you know, I think that's what it was created for originally. But at the same time, social media does bring attention to situations and people that need to be held accountable for stuff. Too. Right. So I, I will, I will, I'll, I'll say that to social media as well, because we wouldn't know about half. There is certain movements that were created based off of one social media post about an injustice right. or, um, or, uh, people being treated unfairly because of what color they are, who they choose to love. That's been the beautiful thing about social media is movements have been birthed by somebody's post. I hope over time we were able to balance all that good with with a lot of the bad. And do you think there's more bad in social media than good? I don't know. What are your thoughts? I I do think there's a lot of bad on social media, but like you said, you know, I've built a career up because of social media. I mean, this show I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have the power of social media because I never had, it's an independent show. So I grew through social media. So I, mm. I wouldn't have this career I have now if it weren't for that. But, but I do see a lot of negativity on it and the way people treat specifically start. I mean, I have had so many people on my show and I see the way that people write to them on Instagram or Twitter and it's mean and it's below the belt and it's kind of crazy that people think, well, cause I wonder, would you say that thing to the person, to them in person? I think they don't think you guys can see it. Like, I think that there's still almost like a wall up that celebrities don't see all the comments, but I know that they do. Maybe they miss a few here and there, but I do think you definitely might miss yeah, a few. You see a lot, though. You can now. Now, if now if I now I'm tagged in a lot of other pages that post stuff. So if I was to go to that page, I'm like, don't read right. the comments because I have curated my page enough to where I'm like, even if you type something to me, I'm not going to see mm-hmm. it. Do you get tagged in a lot of the other Michelle Williams stuff? I feel like you must. It depends around award show time, but she doesn't have pages. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Most of the pages she has 
are uh, fan created type pages, but when it's award show time, oh she's my god, she's always in the awards too. Every, every I time mean, she's got a movie. I, <laughs> I have been Louis Vuitton, Cosmo, British Vogue. I'm like, y'all, and they'll at me. <laughs> And I'm like, who is running y'all social media who don't see that this is a black girl in this profile pic? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I need them to figure that Michelle, out. Michelle, I got to ask you some uh, pop culture questions because there's a lot of things. I've, uh, I'm One of the things I've always wanted to ask you is there's, uh, speaking of social media, a video that goes around all the time of you and uh, Kelly and Beyonce and your, the interviewer asks you, what's your spirit animal or what animal would you be? And People think that you guys were high in the video. Oh my God, we were not. I promise, hand on Bible. I need this part to go viral. Oh, let's make it happen. My hand is on Bible. I'm in Judge Judy's courtroom. I am in the Supreme Court testifying. Hand up. Sworn statement. We were not high. We were so delirious to the point where we were like, at this point, we don't care how this interview goes. We're tired. We were done. We were done. That was part of that whirlwind travel schedule that I was telling you about, where we're up starting interviews at 7 a.m. And at 9 p.m., we're still talking. So by that time, we were like, listen, we like whales and grapes and panthers and no, that's what we it's like. It's such a funny clip, but it resurfaces all the time. And it always, every time makes me laugh. Surfaces all the time. And people swear up and down. They're like, ooh, they were smoking that. Good, good. Ooh, and y'all were in Amsterdam. Like, bruh. First of all, management would kill us. We could not drink or do drugs. That was, that was just a, a part of our work ethic that that's just something that we did not do. And I'm sorry to break it to people. We're not, it's not that we're bougie or two or goody two shoes. That's this just wasn't our thing. Oh, it, it's a hysterical so, clip. It is, it is, but we weren't we weren't high. Now, there's at all. also a clip that goes around from after the Super Bowl performance. I, I think it was Beyonce said something about like gone with the wind fabulous. And I talk a lot about housewives. I've had tons of housewives on the show. Do you watch any housewives? Was that a Kenya Moore reference? Do you know? It could have been. I'm sure. Because wasn't Kenya Moore was the first to say right. that. She was She I was think. the one who kind know. of coined that phrase, gone with the wind. Coined that. Who coined that phrase? Yeah. So I would say I watch a lot of the housewife shows, especially when, you know, it's nearing the end of the season and it's getting juicy. I try to watch the reunions because on the reunions, you get like, you pretty much, they'll tell you about the whole season. Right. What you get happened. the catch up. You know, you did you know Heather yeah. Halla Thompson? Heather Thompson. She's she's from, from New, the York, New York. And I think yes! she worked with Destiny's Child. She worked for Miss Tina. Yeah. yeah, she did. Uh-huh. She worked for Hospital. Do you remember anything about how she was to work with? Now, I don't know if this is a trap question, but Heather is my as far as I know, as far as I know, my interaction has been pleasant i mean i don't even know a lot about that franchise of housewives so if if i'm setting myself up um uh, in a question i don't know i just saw a picture of you with and beyonce and kelly with heather and i always wondered like what was the relationship yeah. there mm-hmm. uh, okay there a secret destiny child album waiting to drop it wouldn't be a secret then 
we need it, Michelle. Like, can if we I just get it? Like, I want it so bad. I'll ask. I'll let them know. Hey, Danny and Matt said, what's going on? I'll, I'll tell them. I mean, I'll I know ask. you're all busy, but I need it. Like, really bad. I will ask. Okay. Okay. Why do you need it so because bad? Because it's so you guys make fun going out music, and I feel like now more than ever uh-huh. we need that sort of vibe. It's missing a little bit. You guys, I mean, you guys are the best girl group of all time. I mean, fantastic. What was your favorite? Did you have a favorite song to perform out of all of them? I think I really loved. I loved Soldier. I love Say My Name, even though I'm not even singing. I wasn't even in the group to Say My Name was recorded. I love performing that song. That's good. And I like our more soulful, like girl, free, and if from the last from the Destiny Fulfilled album. Uh, when I hear um, "Lose My Breath," I change into a new human being. It's like I walk differently. I just feel like I'm a different human in the best way. Ah, new human in the best uh, way. I know I don't have uh, much more time with you, but real quickly, I ask all of my guests this. Uh, we'll do a little lightning round, actually, because I got a few. Um, your favorite Mariah Carey okay. song. And if you were choosing People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Mariah Carey. OMG. She worked with someone, a producer from my hometown, who sadly passed away. Gosh, I love um Mariah's my number yeah, one. Thank God I found you. Ooh, touch my body. I can... I can go on and on. Okay, but it's my favorite. That Thank God I Found You remix, the Nas remix is amazing. No, she's she's incredible. I'm trying, I want to, I'm looking at the title because I want to get the the correct song. It's a gospel. Fly oh, like a fly bird. Fly like a bird. Oh my God. But no one can whistle tongue. No, no. You know, no one can whistle tongue. And when you think of just her in the beginning, I mean... Vision of love, honey, the hair, y'all. Everybody was like, who is this one? Because I'm going to be honest, when Whitney Houston was singing, you like, there's nobody. There's nobody. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. But Whitney and Mariah, <sighs> their, I'm sorry, voices, the voices. And then there was nothing like when they came together for the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. I mean, it was just yeah! like... I remember they performed it on Oprah and it was like, as a kid, it was appointment TV to just see them, the two of them performing together. Really, I think like right around the height of, of their, of everything. It was just everything. Wow. Why am I looking at all her songs? Mariah's got catalog. Always be my baby. Like, come on. So what what would be your favorite? My all time favorite is Forever. It's off the Daydream album. It's a big ballad, and I like yes. it. it. It's a very stereotypical ballad, but I have a. It reminds me of this moment with my my boyfriend, and so that it has like special meaning. But other than that, I do like. Oh, I, okay. I'd say the roof and breakdown are probably like right up there. Goodness gracious! I mean, She's got like a crazy cat, yeah, and right she writes all of them too. So it's like an endless coin. It's what she'll always have because she writes all her songs. Endless, Endless. coins. Uh, she could live have. off that Christmas song. Like she just all I want for Christmas. Oh, I feel like that'd be enough I, to like live yeah. a comfortable life your whole life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, what's if you were yeah. choosing People Magazine's sexiest man alive, who would you choose? I don't know who's hot right now. Oh my gosh. Um the young man from Bridgerton. Oh, yes. Regé Jean Page. Yes. He's gorgeous. Okay, yes. favorite yes, favorite Beyonce awesome. song, favorite Kelly song. 
favorite Beyonce song. When Beyonce sings, Me, Myself, and I in Halo, she takes me to church. Kelly also has a song called In Love with My Ex that I think is amazing. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Michelle, I feel like I could talk to you forever. I know I got to let you go. Is there any like a bit of advice? Of course, I want everyone to check out your book, Checking In. I thought it was so powerful, wonderful, great read. Very important, like in a weird way. Uh, Not a weird way. I just think Mm -hmm. it's important for people to read about other people's mental health experiences because you won't feel so alone for what you're going through. And it'll help. I also think people reading it will help them open up a dialogue in their own life just by hearing the dialogue in the book. So everyone needs to check out Checking In. Michelle, any advice you would give to listeners as you go about uh, dealing with their own mental health? Or I know everyone's experiences are different, but what can you share? Oh, that's so good. Thank you for definitely saying, like you said, everyone's experiences are different and don't have any shame about your experiences or what you're feeling. Um, Sometimes it's just good to have a listening ear to help you process things. And I would encourage folks, if you can, invest in a therapist. It is an amazing investment. You might not feel like you will feel the effects from like, say, the first session, but the more sessions you go to, it will work for you long term. If you're wondering why you just can't hold relationships, your job after job, even even if it's just a little coaching that you might need, because nothing is wrong with you. Sometimes we just have areas that we're like, man, because of trauma and pain and wounds that did not heal, you know, it's 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 causing it's causing some problems. Um, So I would just encourage people, like you said, yes, our experiences are different, 
but don't have any shame about seeking help, um, seeking um, someone that you, I just call it processing stuff with. That's all it is. Michelle, thank you so much. I love you. And I thank you for taking the time. This was uh, such a pleasure. And thank you for all of the entertainment over the years. And we need the Destiny's Child album. Absolutely. Okay. You know what? I'm going to see the girls next week. So I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say, yo, now I done done about 85,000 interviews. And 84,999 of these interviews are asking what is going on. (laughs) We know you're all busy, but we love you all so much that. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Sending all my love. All right, Daddy. You too, darling. Bye.